This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 113, Live Clutter Free. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Ms. Unstoppable. Welcome to another episode of the show. As always, so grateful to have you today and for you to spend time with me and my very special guest today, Lisa. And Lisa, I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your last name, but let me butcher this. It's Telsbids, I believe. Um, and Lisa is a professional organizer. She's specifically certified and the Marie method. Yes. Marie Kondo, remember that show on Netflix a few years ago that was super hot and popular? Lisa is certified in that method. And um, I personally love that method. I have found a lot of success in it myself. Some others I know aren't a fan of it. But if you are wanting to organize your home or just get a little less cluttery in your life, I highly suggest you listen to this episode today with Lisa. She dropped some nuggets on it that blew even my mind and allowed me to start to see ways in my life that I can declutter even more, even though I have young kids, which can be tricky, let's face it. Um, So I love this interview with Lisa. Um, She um, just really talks about beyond just, you know, physically decluttering your space. She talks about the mentality you need to have when you're decluttering and how simple shifts in your mindset will make a big difference in the decluttering process for making it kind of this tedious task to feeling like you're having to give things up and change it into a very joyful process that feels like you're gaining a lot from um, the process of decluttering. So um, get ready. You know, Lisa is one that supports people in their homes and she's helping them in essence, doing a lot of coaching work. It sounds like from our interview um, as she's helping people decluttering and allowing them to really trust themselves, which if you're a fan of the show, you know, I'm big about that and helping women be able to tap into that decision-making muscle inside of them and to tap into their desires. And Lisa does that so well. Lisa believes in having a home that you are surrounded by items that you love and that you feel can be life-changing in many ways. Lisa used to be in the fashion industry and she took a step back and tapped into her her innate strengths and skill set and started this business of helping others declutter instead. So she's been helping women go from overwhelmed to organized and thriving in her business. I must admit, after this interview, I started going through and thinking, should I hire Lisa in my life? It was 
it's really impactful. And we think, you know, decluttering can be pretty simple and it and it can be, right? I mean, it depends on the mindset you have with it, but um, why not just totally knock it out of the park by bringing in a professional like Lisa? So regardless if you hire her or not, this interview is great. I guarantee you're going to take some nuggets from it unless you are just the organizing pro. Um, but Lisa's great and you're going to love her energy with it. So um, without further ado, here is my interview with Lisa. Hi, Lisa. So excited to have you on the show. Uh, before we get into all the things about living clutter free, I have to know, how did you get into this minimalist Marie? kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Hi, Lindsay. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on your show. Um, and yeah, how I got into that, it's actually kind of a funny story. Well, not funny, but maybe unusual because I've done so many different things before and they had nothing to do with organizing or decluttering. Um, so it was, I think, I'm not really sure, 2016, 2017, I quit my job. I used to work in uh, fashion at a small fashion company in there. I was their e-commerce manager and, and I've worked there for three years and I, it was just time to quit for me. So I quit <laughs> and took a break. Um, and this was planned. I was just looking to find something that I'm more passionate about. Well, let me say that I've always been passionate about fashion. So um, but I decided, you know, I don't have to work in fashion anymore to, you know, live out my my passion for fashion. Um, and so I was just taking a break, taking some time off um, to travel with my husband and just looking for something, you know. And then I stumbled upon, so I had heard of Marie Kondo before. Um, I had read her book. I was really fascinated by it and by her approach to tidying and everything. And I listened to a podcast, actually. So Tim Ferriss's podcast. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So he interviewed Marie Kondo back in, I think it was 2017. It doesn't matter. And so this made me look back into her again. And I went on her website and social media and everything. And then I found out that she had this certification program and that you can get certified in her method, in her KonMari method. And something just clicked for me. I was like, okay, this just makes total sense for me. And I immediately signed up for the seminar and then went through the six months training program and then got certified in 2018 and essentially started my own small business, which I had never intended to do. Um, something like being an entrepreneur was never on my horizon. I thought I would be an employee forever. But yeah. I, I guess it found me. It just made, yeah, it clicked for me. Yeah, I feel the same way, Lisa. <laughs> like, how did I end up an entrepreneur? I'm not quite sure. Yeah. But it's, it's been an adjustment. Um, okay, so tell us about your business. What do you do? Yeah, so I am a professional organizer and a Kumari certified consultant. So mostly I help people, you know, move through the KonMari process, the KonMari tidying process. That's uh, what makes sense for me. So it's a categorical approach to decluttering and organizing your whole home. So I work with people one-on-one -on -one here in New York City. Sometimes I travel for my work for my clients. 
and I also help people virtually. Awesome. So I remember, I don't know what year it was when Marie Kondo was really hot on Netflix. Was that like 2018? I think, I think it was 2019. I know that I got certified in 2018, beginning of the year. And then one year after she had her show on Netflix, which was 2019. It all gave us a boost. I bet. Yeah. So it's that from what I remember of the show is she goes around and, and it's like, like you said, categorizing. And one of the big things is, does this bring you joy? Exactly. From what yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's so cool how you got into this. Do you enjoy what you do? Lisa? I do enjoy what I'm doing. And as I said before, I've never in my whole like professional life in my career, and I've done many different things, like it never felt like right. You know, I've worked in marketing, I worked in PR, I worked in, in an electrical company, like so many different things. And now I've always been organized, you know, but I've never thought about I could help people with that. I'm just naturally good at that. I would say, I hope, I hope so if I ask my clients. Um, but yeah, it's something I really enjoy doing because I'm, I'm good at it. I, I like working with people one-on-one and just help them, you know, create space in their life to do something that, to create space for things that they're more passionate about doing. Cause that's really essentially what it is. Like, of course I enjoy creating, you know, a more aesthetically pleasing space, but what it really is, is helping people, you know, feel less stressed, feel less overwhelmed, because that's usually what I hear most often when people come to me, it's just, I have so much stuff. I feel so overwhelmed or paralyzed is something I'm hearing a lot of the time and just mm-hmm. create, yeah, more, more space, more time for other things. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So obviously I know when I feel like I'm in a cluttered space, it does create a lot of overwhelm, overwhelm and stress. Um, so what are you finding that most clients are coming to you and they're saying, okay, enough is enough. Like, what is the drawing line? Is there any commonality with that? You mean um, why they're coming to me? Yeah. Yeah. So the word I hear most often, you know, is overwhelmed. Um, And Mm. sometimes it's just um, a certain occurrence in their life that, you know, maybe they had a baby or, you know, they moved or they got married and they, you know, had to combine households and things just got out of hand. Um, and then they are just seeking guidance of, you know, moving through the process in a, you know, more seamless way, in a time efficient way. Other times it's people who say, you know, parents had hoarding issues. So I've actually had a couple of clients I'm not working with, with hoarders. Um, let me say that, like, like that's a condition that that's like a serious condition and I'm not equipped to help people with those issues. But sometimes, you know, people have, if your parent has those issues, you are not used to a clutter-free lifestyle and they just adopt those habits that their parents have. And they've basically never learned how to keep a tidy home. So those people come to me And other times it's about, you know, 
retail therapy is a big thing um, and we are living in a country and where you know consumerism is big but also it creates a lot of stress like the average american household i don't know if you've ever heard that um, number or that study has 300,000 300, items so and i always say you know each item has an energy field around it like everything holds our attention and items you know it's they demand our attention just think about working on a desk or in a workspace that has like a cluttered area like has a lot of clutter or imagine working on a desk that is clear you know you're not looking constantly at those different items it's just create this image in your head and you immediately know that you know clutter just creates stress it demands our attention we have to maintain it if we want it or not at some point we have to deal with it yeah 300,000 yep. items Lisa the average <laughs> probably not here in New York City like wow I, I feel like I need to go count through my house now like how many do we have so I used to be so I'm big into Clifton strengths it's in a personality assessment Lisa and I have my clients take it and one of the strengths on there is input and input is about kind of like learning, but it's the stuff of learning or just having stuff. And I have that strength high. And so um, once I realized that I realized of, you know, how much clutter was really impacting me and like taking in my own emotional health. And I've been able to shift that a little bit. Um, and so then when I go into a space where there is a lot of stuff, I'm like, <gasps> overwhelmed with it. Um, and so hearing what you're saying is like an energy field around it. It's so true. And, um, what I'm taking into, and I'm coaching a lot of my clients on, so they're go-getter women. And what I'm finding is their high ambition or their go-getterness, if that's even a word is really linked to even like ADHD tendencies of, like they don't want to take in the details. They're more of like a vision thinker and they want to be able to achieve again at a high level. And so the mundane kind of stuff isn't their cup of tea in essence. And so for a lot of them, I'm saying like, we've got to cut the clutter and that's why I wanted to bring you on. And so when you reached out to me, I'm like, this is so perfect. And hiring somebody like you to say, okay, let's get you into these systems and let's like, cut everything and get you just to the basics because it's going to be so much easier on your brain. And is that what you see two Lisa's on their brain? It's just absolutely like, and that overwhelm goes away. Absolutely. Yeah? I always say, you know, clearing the physical clutter, it also creates inner calm. Like you're much more able to focus more clearly because if there's no like clutter around you, you just can't focus on your task, like the example I brought with the workspace, right? But it really affects so many different areas in your life and productivity or, you know, like focus is just about being able to focus on one thing. And the more you can cut out everything else that's unnecessary, um, the more you're able to focus, right? Especially ADHD, a good example, like lots of people who come to me also they struggle with ADHD of course that's like an added level of um, you know difficulty um, but it's so important for for those people especially to kind of you know try and achieve achieve a tidy space and um, cut the clutter and really try and focus on what's really essential yeah 
Yeah. And I do, I found since I've watched just those few episodes of Marie Kondo and then taking in my own work of knowing when I buy something that I'm going to have to have it for its lifetime, that I ask myself when I'm looking to buy something, I think, is this going to bring me joy, right? That whole Marie thing. And then do I want to take this item on for my lifetime or its lifetime? And then most of the time now it's, it's a no. Awesome. <laughs> and we move on and we part ways, right? And so just those simple shifts. But even now, Lisa, like, even though I do that, like, I know I'm looking at my master bedroom closet recently and I'm like, how did we get here again? Like, it's just little things and it just keeps coming and coming. So with that, Lisa, um, how often do you suggest that people declutter? Good question. So the Kanwari method is really a whole home approach. And the ideal is that you do uh, what we call a tidying festival once in your lifetime, ideally, <laughs> and then never have to do it again. And I really see that when people take it seriously and really apply the core principles of the method and move very thoroughly through the process and essentially take make a decision about each item, about each of their 300,000 items, you know, it really creates a shift in your mindset and you will, and you experience it yourself. You know, I don't know if you've gone through this whole process or through a serious decluttering process, but it really makes you think about if you want to acquire this new thing or not, because you really go through your entire home, you evaluate each thing if it brings you joy and it you know, it shifts your shopping behavior. You really think about if you want to acquire something or not. And as I work with clients, you know, each category that we complete, um, I, I teach my clients maintenance habits, right? Because th that's my goal. Like there's traditional professional organizers and I kind of make this distinction, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just... Uh, my goal is to teach my clients so that they can be on their own and keep up a tidy home on their own. Like a traditional professional organizer typically goes in and organizes for you. So my focus is really on creating a clean slate, focus on decluttering first, and then organizing comes later. And maintenance is, it's really two things, right? So for each new item, you decide if it brings you joy. And after you're done with the whole tidying festival, the goal is for each item to have a home. So if you buy something new, do the joy check and then assign a home to each new item. And usually where people struggle is when things don't have a home, right? So that's when clutter builds up because you don't know where to put stuff. Um, so once everything has a home, it's really easy to maintain it because tidying up at the end of the day, you know, you're using your stuff, of course, so you got to take it out, but it becomes easy because you know exactly where things go back. And if you just joy check new items, if you're aware, if you just have this awareness, if you fall out of love with items that you already have in your home. And what I usually um, recommend is having an area where you put all your donation items. So if you, you know, do your laundry, for example, and you notice a shirt doesn't bring you joy any longer, just put it in this basket, which is designated for all the things you don't want any longer. And once it's full, just do a donation run. It sounds very easy, 
But once you've gone through the process, I really find that people are able to stick with it and not return to a cluttered state again. But it really requires a whole home tidy. So that's that's wow. my whole spiel. <laughs> Okay, so I learned so much just from that one segment there of does it bring you joy and then assign it at home. And I'm thinking through, especially some of my kids' stuff. I'm like, that's why it drives me crazy because it doesn't have a home. Like we have certain drawers for like Legos or whatever, but then there's those random toys that don't fit. And I'm like, that's what the problem is, right? Exactly. Um, Yeah, my head is just like, and then the donation thing is so smart of just when you're going through your laundry or whatever it is you're cleaning up is like, is this still bringing you joy? If not, here we go. Right. Exactly. So good. Okay. So on that note, so my head is going to kids. And so what are, what are good ways to teach kids this stuff, Lisa? Cause that's my hardest part in my home is getting my kids on board. Yeah. How, how old are your kids? So I have a 10-year-old daughter and then a two-year-old son. So a little one. But my 10-year-old can definitely get on board. Awesome. So it's, I would say, you know, as long as you, like kids watch their parents, right? And mm-hmm. when I work with parents, they usually come to me and complain about their kids' toys, <laughs> just like you did, <laughs> which is okay. It, I get it, you know, it's overwhelming. They have birthdays um, and what do they get as gifts? Toys. Um, again, it's about, and I usually recommend, okay, p- for parents to go through the process first because again, kids watch their parents um, and if they are mindful about this stuff, if they are organized, um, you can teach your kids, right? And you also have a, a much better awareness. So I've just recently worked or completed working with a with a family, and first to help the parents, you know, they got a sense. We we, you know, moved through all their clothes, all their books, and the kids were watching, right? And then I helped the kids, and they were much more willing because if you're setting a good example for your kids, they watch you. They might not, you know, join in. They might even, you know, there might be some tears when we go through toys. Um, But it's much easier if you have adopted this lifestyle as a parent to also teach your kids to be a good example. Because just complaining about their toys and usually, you know, you as a parent have a responsibility and you allow what comes into your home. So, um, so it's essentially on you, <laughs> you know, what, yeah, totally. what you allow into your yeah. home. Um, I yeah. get it. Like kids have these attachment to toys and it can be really difficult sometimes to kind of pare down. But again, you want to create this clean slate, go through the toys, create boundaries in terms of um, maybe you have a certain space and, you know, you can't have more toys than that. So that really helps sometimes, even though the Kunmari method is not really about setting boundaries in terms of how many items you should or could have. But um, we also have to live in our homes, right? So it creates a, bound, a boundary in a natural way because we don't have unlimited storage space. So, yeah. I'm not sure if I went off on a tangent or if I... <laughs> no, I loved it. I mean, it's true. It's like 
you've got to set your boundaries with them and they're modeling after you. And if you're walking your walk, they're going to walk their walk. And I also see that Um, kids, they really enjoy being organized. You know, sometimes they don't even know what it means, but then, you know, they enjoy folding their clothes. Um, I've seen that, you know, um, and Marie Kondo, she says kids as young as I think she says three, I think it depends on the kid and how mature it is, can make decisions about um, what brings them joy. Um, so, but again, you got to work with the parent, me as a professional, you know, I always ask the parent, um, you know, do you want to be involved? Are you making the decisions or do you want to involve your kid? Sometimes I work with kids just one-on-one and sometimes it really helps the kid like 10 year old I've worked with 10 year olds and sometimes they're really hesitant with the parent in the room and they enjoy like making the decisions about not the parent with the parent looming over them right um and they make good progress um but yeah yeah I was just thinking about my daughter's at that age where she's like mom leave me get out of here Um, I want to go back to the decision-making with Marie Kondo and this method, right? So for me, I'm really good at making decisions. Like it's just something I'm good at. But I know for a lot of my clients, that's a lot of work I have to do with them is to really make a decision and go with it. And that's what I love about this method is it allows you to start to just trust yourself and go with it. But if you have clients and they're like, I don't know, I don't know if it brings me joy. Let me sit on it. What do you tell them? Yeah. I have a whole like arsenal of what I call the helper questions. So I can give you a couple of those. Um, So let's say we go through clothing and people who have a really hard time um, or, you know, they're new to the method, they have a hard time grasping the spark joy concept. Um, So first I watch, if I work with people one-on-one, I watch their their body, their body language and reaction. And usually when they pick up an item and we do one by one, right? So we don't focus on a pile of clothes. I want them to do, to make the decision one by one. So, and usually I can tell already either they frown or they have a smile and they don't even notice, right? And if they have a frown and they put the, the item on the key pile, I dig because I was like, does this really bring you joy? Um, Or if they really have a hard time, I ask them to pick out their favorite item or their favorite three items. Usually people do have a favorite item, right? In each category, even though sometimes people say, oh, if I should go according to joy, I'm not going to keep anything. But let me tell you one thing. I've never left a client with nothing to wear. There's always something that they like. So we start there. And that creates a baseline, right? So, And we move forward in the process by comparing those items to their favorite items. And that helps usually. Another helper question I like asking is, would you buy this again if you saw it in the store at full price? Mm. Another thing is is this something that makes you feel good when you put it on if you never reach for something it usually is for a reason so maybe the material is itchy right like there's always something and it it always it usually takes just someone 
to be there and ask the right questions. And yeah, I have like a whole arsenal. Like if we talk about books, I might ask you, you know, is this something that you would like to immediately read or take with you on vacation if it's a fiction book or something like that? So there's always questions where you can really get to the bottom of it. Yeah. And sometimes it takes practice, you know, sometimes people, you know, move through the process and they just get used to it. And sometimes they're like, okay, now I kind of get it. I understand it. And I kind of want to redo clothing again, which is totally fine, you know, Um, and it happens. Um, But yeah, I like to help uh, to use those helper questions as I like to call them. Yeah. And what a great way to build self-awareness. For them, it's almost like a version of coaching in a lot of ways and getting them to trust themselves and figure out their desires and what they truly desire. I mean, so much that you're doing with that, Lisa. Yeah, there's so much much (laughs) attached to it. You know, to some people, I'm almost like a therapist. I'm I'm not a therapist, but um, it takes more talking for others like I'm there for different reasons for different people for some it's just the physical help for others we do more talking a lot of the time there's so much guilt attached to items you know especially if it's a gift Um, a lot of people get a lot of gifts so they're like oh my god this person is going to be mad at me so it takes a lot of coaching in in those circumstances as well yeah for sure um, so let's talk about that therapy piece. Yes. <laughs> How is tidying cheaper and more effective than therapy? I could list many ways, but I want to hear from you, Lisa. <laughs> yes. So I know this is a very provocative statement. And I'm, let me say that. Let me preface this by saying I'm not against therapy. Um, but this statement really came out of, you know, a couple of people just telling me, you know, I feel this is just like therapy or better, or I needed that. And, um, and I think what it is, it's a couple of things. So we are literally up in people's stuff, right? When we're doing this work. Um, so it's about doing something in, instead of just talking about it. And it, and I think our life in a lot of cases and a lot of people haven't like I've worked with people who have not decluttered in 20 30 years right like their life is represented in their stuff in a way there's a lot of mementos sometimes people have and they've never gotten rid of anything and they're quite emotional and quite sentimental um, about those items so and by really going through all of your stuff it makes you reflect your past. It makes you deal with your past because you have to make a decision. Am I going to keep this or not? Um, so it really makes them confront with their feelings. And it's kind of just like therapy, right? In that way. Um, yeah. It's cathartic because you are saying goodbye to some things that no longer serve you. Um, so it, it really has this cleansing effect in a very physical way. Um, and again, in therapy, you're just just talking, if it's talk therapy, right? And of course, there's different kinds of therapies. Um, I guess I'm always, always just talking about talk therapy uh, because that's what I have experienced. I don't have any, um, any experience with other types of therapy. But um, 
another aspect is the aspect of gratitude. So in the Conroy method, um, you are, you know, encouraged to to show gratitude towards your items, not just the ones that you are keeping, but especially to the ones that you are letting go of. Um, so I always encourage my clients to say a little thank you or at least think it in your head because believe it or not, it makes the transition process easier for a lot of people. Just by having this this gratitude feeling. And I actually, I looked this up um, online and it, it's proven to boost mental health, um, the, the act of gratitude. And yeah, as you're going through the hiding process, you're letting go of a lot of things, maybe not a lot of, thi- of things, but um, you're being grateful towards those items. So that's always encouraged. And then there's the feeling of accomplishment, um, you know, it's a huge task going through your whole home. Um, so that boosts your self-esteem. And last but not least, it's about the choosing joy. You, I ask my clients to only choose what brings them joy. I don't ask them to pick out what they want to get rid of. So it's this slightly different angle, but I think it's a very important one. It's about choosing what I want to keep, choosing what brings me joy. And not what I want to get rid of. So it's just a positive thing, right? Um, right. Yeah. And it has an end, right? Yeah. So it has an end. And therapy can last for a lot of years. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, Lisa. So many things tied into my coaching in there, too, of like the gratefulness, the strengths focus in essence, or the joy focus, right? Getting into action, not just talking about it. Um, So cool. So cool. I love all your reasons. Those are so dead on. Um, Okay. So I feel like we talked about a lot, Lisa, like I've had my own like mind blown moments, but one more question for you. If somebody wants to just maybe do a little decluttering today, because they hear this episode and they're like, Ooh, this, I listened to this episode today and I'm ready to go get started to, you know, put this in, in place. What should they do first? So what they should do first is think about the vision. So that's like a principle of the Conroy method. And I think it's really important instead of just diving head right into the physical tidying and picking your, you know, picking through your chunk drawer. Um, if they want to make like a huge, like a dent, um, think about why you want to do that. Um, again, I'm like about the whole home tidy and uh, making it really sustain- sustainable. Um, just ask yourself a couple of questions. Something like, how do you want to, how want, how do you want my ideal day to look like? Like, what would a tidy home allow me to do? What are the, some things that um, I want to do with my life? What do I want to create more time for? So take a couple of minutes to just answer those questions for yourself. And then if you want to do some physical tidying, I recommend starting with the clothing category. So that's the first category in the method. And if uh, you can just pick a subcategory. So um, if you don't want to do all of your clothes, if that's too overwhelming and I get it, just pick a subcategory, something like t-shirts or sweaters. And get all of them out. So 
um, it's encouraged to pile them all up and then go through them one by one and decide if those items bring you joy or not. Yeah. I love that. I do the same thing, Lisa. We're like soul sister. Awesome. <laughs> start with the vision is like, you got to have the vision. Otherwise you're just kind of hot messing it. Right. And so already like going through of like, okay, what's my vision. And even for me, the first question that came up was like, how do I want to feel in my home and what do I want to create there? was the question that really stood out mm-hmm. to me and then going with that. But so good. Um, okay, Lisa, tell us all the things. How can we find you on social? How can we work with you? Tell us everything. Yeah. So I hang out on Instagram a lot. So you can, let's be friends there. It's at Lisa Salabides. Um And then, yeah, just send me a DM. You can, I work with people one-on-one. Um, so in the capacity that I'm with them as we're doing the tidying. And you can also work with me in the form of a VIP day. So if you just need to get the gist of the KonMari method, how it's done, we get it all done in one day. So I set you up for success so that you can do the tidying on on your own. Awesome. Um, And I'll have your links in the show notes. Because the way you spell your last name can be a little (laughs) little hard to follow. So you definitely want to check her out on Instagram, y'all. We just connected and I'm already obsessed with her videos. They're so entertaining and so helpful. So you definitely want to follow her there. And then if this is something that's on your mind and your heart, I know I have many clients who they're like, Lindsay, I want to declutter. And that's something that's big for them. And now I have this resource. I can say, here's Lisa, (laughs) go call her up um, and get it done. I mean, it's, it's going to be so much better. You're going to feel so much better once that's off your plate. And why not just knock it out with somebody who is a professional that can help you do this instead of making it this long drawn out process. It can actually be something that can be really fun and joyful. Right, Lisa? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom today. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for having me. I had so much fun. Good. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're going to accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember... You're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.